Hey guys, I'm Shantanu Zogarekar. I'm a part of Aussie Rules in India, and you're listening to A Yank on the Footy. Welcome to episode number 88 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm thrilled that you're listening. Don't forget that you can find everything related to the podcast at the new website, ayankonthefooty.com. I hope you'll consider checking it out. You can leave a voicemail there. You can share your thoughts on the episodes there. You can sign up for the mailing list as well. Uh, There's also uh, an opportunity for you to read my blog that I've been posting there as well. And you can subscribe there and uh, get all of the information sent to you. As it is released. Now, I'm really looking forward to sharing this episode with you that uh, is in episode 88. This was one that uh, was several weeks in the making. Uh, as we were trying to coordinate times, uh, you'll quickly realize that uh, we had four of us in the conversation on three continents in four different time zones. So we had two gentlemen in Australia, one gentleman in India, and myself here in the United States. It was an absolute blast to have this discussion. Learned a lot about the game in India, and I have to tell you that the three gentlemen that I spoke to, just absolute stand-up gentlemen, and uh, thrilled to have been able to talk with them, and hope to talk with them again in the future as well. Now, ladies and gents, if you like the show, consider helping it out at uh, Buy Me a Coffee, uh, or if you are interested in any gear for the uh, the podcast, you can find that on the Redbubble page. Both of those are linked on my new website, yankonthefooty.com. You can find those there. Again, I do encourage you to consider signing up for the uh, the mailing list. You can do that either through the link that is in the show notes or the subscription, the mailing list uh, link that's right on the website as well. You can do that there, and I'm combining those lists into one. If you like the show, I'd uh, appreciate it if you'd uh, consider sharing it with your friends and family, putting it out on your social media, telling them about it. You know, letting them know what you think. You know, letting me know what you think with a review. You can do that on the website as well. Those will go out to Apple Podcasts as well as going up on the website. So this has, I think, been a really good tool to allow me to find new ways to engage with the the audience. So sit back, relax. I think you're going to like this discussion. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a lot of laughter. There were a couple of hiccups with the Wi-Fi uh, where people froze up during the course of the discussion, but I've got those edited out. And it's a great discussion on how these uh, these two brothers brought the game to a certain area in India and how one of these gentlemen has embraced this game and has become an ambassador for the game after having discovered it about 15 years ago. So sit back and relax. I think you're going to like it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Craig Wessels from A Yank on the Footy, and I am back with a brand new episode, and this is one that has been in the works for several weeks, if not at least a month right now. There have been some pre-discussions that have taken place where we, uh, one of the guests and I talked for a couple of hours a couple of Fridays ago about everything in the world, I think, if I remember correctly, and uh, we're going to be talking about the introduction of the AFL into the great country of India. And uh, 
how that game is growing in that country. And we're going to talk to some of the people who are involved in playing the game there, who, people who are involved in bringing the game to that country and exposing the wonderful people of India to this game. So my guests are Lincoln Harris, and, excuse, Lincoln Harris, Ron Harris, and Shantanu Joglakar. And we're in four different time zones on three different continents. So we're going to see how Zoom treats us tonight. Gentlemen, thank you for, for coming on. I truly appreciate you uh, fitting this into your schedule. I think this is going to be a lot of fun this evening. Thank Thanks you, Craig. For, Thanks for having us. Thanks, Craig. Always up for talking footy. You bet. Thank you. Shantanu, welcome, sir. So glad, that, so glad that you're able to be here with us today. Glad to be here. This is this is this is real. This is really exciting. I you know I've been uh, kind of bragging to my students at school that it, that I was going to be having a conversation with with people on several different continents tonight, and they're they're starting to think I'm a little bit crazy for doing all of this, but I, I'm really enjoying it. So, you know, we're here to talk about this this game that uh, that a couple of you grew up with, and that that two of us have fallen in love with well into our lifetime. You know, so so Shantanu, let me ask you first. Uh, when did you first discover what Australian rules football was? So it was by chance. So in where I live in Mumbai, there is a huge ground park called Shivaji Park, and me and my friend were just walking through that park one day, and we saw a bunch of people, including. Link. I mean, it was basically a foreigner, a bunch of people, Indians and a foreigner uh, <laughs> playing rugby. That is what we thought, thought at first. But then mm -hmm. knowing rugby, we just passing by trying to look and what the game is. Why is a random foreigner playing with playing the game with Indians? That, these all <laughs> thoughts start going through your head when, when, you, when you're not exposed to anything like that. So we just stopped for looking, looking at the game and then Try, being in different sports, we could figure that, yeah, this is completely different. This is new. Uh -huh. There's proper handballing, which is not rugby. So we figured that much. Uh, after about two minutes or three minutes, the one of, our, one of our very good friends right now, Sumesh, he came along and asked us if we would like to join. And okay, okay. Sure, we, we st that's how it all started. That's how we... That's the very first meeting with Lincoln. So, so you had never even seen it on television or anything like that before. No, no, okay. No. So this was, so that's, you know, I, I kind of discovered it on television. I've never seen it in person. So that, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we've got you know, a bunch of teams here in the U S I've never seen a game in person before. So that's what we're, we're kind oh. of opposites. We're kind of opposite sides of the same coin, which is kind of interesting. So. So Lincoln, Ron, is, yeah. yeah, the two of you were it were part of this group that was uh, that was playing the game or you're going out for a kick when uh, Shantanu discovered you guys. Yeah, well, it, that's right. I was there because I was living in Mumbai. So I, okay. I shifted to Mumbai in 2010. And okay. um, after maybe six months, I felt the need to kick the footy. And I'd been playing some street cricket with a bunch of guys in the area where we live, where I lived. And um, when, you know, I sort of realised that, well, well, I could just, you know, start kicking the footy with these guys. And so I brought the footy out and we got a kick to kick happening. And uh, and that was with Samesh, who, who Shantanu 
mentioned who was okay. a, a chai waller, a, a chai seller on the on the street corner of where I lived. And he was sort of the the main point of contact with the local guys who we'd get together for a kick. And I guess it developed to the point where we had enough players regularly to play little scratch matches, sort of, you know, six or seven, eight on eight right, right. Know, type thing at Shivaji Park. And um and I mentioned to Ran you know, that that's what I'd started. And um, it, the, I guess, you know, he immediately recognised the potential in it because of his involvement and my involvement with RecLink Australia going back quite a long, going back to sort of the late 90s and um, the way that RecLink has used Aussie rules to um, include people in sport and recreation. And so... I think when Ran heard that I'd started a kick to kick, he was probably thinking, you know, of the, the possibilities. And so he actually got some gear bundled up from from Melbourne and sent it over oh, terrific. in a box, some, some footies and cones. And he'd written on the side, humanitarian relief. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so that arrived and, um, you know, I, we sort of, that helped to support what I was doing. And we got more local guys involved just through word of mouth and, and through playing. And, and then Shantanu and Saurabh came along and saw what we were doing and started playing. And, and then they became very enthusiastic. And um, yeah, so that was, that was really the, the genesis of it um, from a very, you know, humble kick to kick. Okay. So Ron, Ron let me ask you, did you get a, uh, did you get a discounted rate on postage since you sent it marked humanitarian aid? Uh, well, no, we did actually have to cons <laughs> we did have to consider how we got it into the country because okay. um, if it was seen to have a commercial value, um, then we would have it would have cost more to have sent to send it than just organised it there. Oh, so okay. we actually wrote well, makes sense. Uh, humanitarian. We wrote we officially marked it humanitarian sporting. Uh, humanitarian sporting aid or sporting relief but we put okay. it in the word sporting um okay. so the ceo at the time and i sort of hatched that that idea and <laughs> it sort of lives on but um yeah it was a starter kit you know and, and like um you know for, for any of us you get handed a jumper or some some way of identifying some sort of token or souvenir that you can hold in your hands and it's it represents you know your connection to the, the a game and a community so um you know, I think I don't know little Brisbane Lions tops or whatever, and it's just uh, you know, like and that's what we find is if you can put your hands on something, um, then it's starting to build that connection. So yeah, it was just it was just like a seed that we were able to send over. Terrific, terrific. And once you got uh, once you got playing, Shantanu, what 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 were your your first reaction when you actually were getting out there now did you did you play any kind of i imagine you probably played some soccer growing up yeah, I mean, uh, so, so shantanu you played some you played some soccer had you had you played any rugby at all when you were a kid as well or was that or were you pretty no, much just... I, I did not play rugby okay so <laughs> this is something we viewed on on the tv okay so what were your your first thoughts when you were getting out on the ground for the first time and you were you were having a kick and you were learning how to to handball properly and that type of thing and uh 
what's going through your mind the first time that you're trying this? It, it was really blank because I wanted to learn this game. It seemed really interesting because thus far I had only played a game that involved uh, one of the faculties, you know, like you only using, I play table tennis. So I'm only using my hands really. Uh-huh. Football, balls, the, the legs. I mean, it's, it is, of course, a whole body thing, but it's... Uh, Aussie rules is like it use you, you you're using your uh, your hands you're using your legs you're using your body to tackle your yes, you're yes. blocking it involves every possible uh, movement from your body so it was really interesting the very first time we started playing so now they didn't start you out tackling right away did they there was Lincoln <laughs> Lincoln, Lincoln did not Lincoln did not hold back. That he, was did, he didn't hold back. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so Lincoln, you were, you were getting, you know, the, the people you were going out initially with, they were, they were Australian expats for the most part that were going out for a kick. No, they were entirely local guys. So oh, okay. Okay. I, I guess that was how, what we have done in India is, is, quite different to my understanding of what's developed elsewhere in Asia where it has predominantly been expats getting together um, to play and then play other expat teams from other Asian countries. But because where I was living in Mumbai was um, not an expat area at all. Like there was, there were really no other expats around and we were new to Mumbai and we hadn't connected in with the expat community. It was just about the, the local guys um, and, you know, they were always there and always up for something. So it seemed the natural progression to focus on getting them involved. Um, and, you know, after about, I guess, maybe six months, we wanted to put on a little tournament, I guess, as a way to showcase the skills that, we de- that, that they developed. Um, so we held a Mumbai Cup um and that was at Shivaji Park it was very informal I mean you know we got some trophies made Uh and we had a few banners and things but essentially it was just a way to to sort of um you know bring the year to a close and um for the guys to feel like they were participating in something beyond just you know very casual Saturday kick to kick right right um and then beyond that we we realized that there were some other groups in other parts of the country who had also come across Aussie rules and were doing their own thing like we were on a very local level. And it was at that point that we connected with two other groups and came up with this idea of actually holding a national tournament. Um, And so we then sort of set to the work of um, getting the well, identifying where we would hold that tournament and how we would get everyone there and the fact that some of the guys were still not adults, you know, they were in their teenage years, so we needed their parents' consent, obviously. Okay, well, that makes um, sense, we yeah. Raise, we had to raise the money, you know, to, to buy the train tickets. We The the tournament was held in the south of India in, in the state of Kerala and probably, I'd say, 2,000 kilometres from... Good. Calicut, yeah, in the north of the state of Kerala, and yeah, long way from Mumbai, overnight train trip, um, and some of the other groups came from even further away, and uh, that was the first time we got together with other 
interested parties and talked about the possibilities of footy in India and how we could grow grow it organically because you know there was really no funding available from the AFL at that point. Or, right, right. Um, you know, no, no corporate sponsorship. It was only about well, how can we do this on a very low budget? Um, but I mean, the overall result was fantastic and. I think the guys from Mumbai, some of them were leaving the city for the first time. You know, I'd never actually been away from Mumbai. I'd never um, left their, you know, their parents for an overnight trip. So in ways beyond footy, it it was a real opportunity for for those individuals to grow, I think. And, you know, that was always the view that Ran and I had taken with um, what we were doing. It was never purely about footy, you know, Australian rules football. It was right. always about how can we use this sport to encourage the growth of these individuals and for them to start thinking about, you know, beyond themselves, you know, how do, how do, how do they use the sport to reach others who may not okay. have the opportunity yeah. to, to be fit and, and active. So, so Ron, at, the, at this point in time, were you, were you working behind the scenes still in Victoria or were you in, in India at this time helping out? Uh, yeah, I was, I was in Australia in victoria okay um, and i was working for uh, the salvation army okay. in victoria running a football team pri- primarily composed of uh drug addicts actually yeah. <laughs> um you know guys going through alcohol and substance abuse problems um and so that that team played in the rec link league so it was one of the one of okay. the main teams there um, so I was in a good position, you know, to tap into the, the resources and, um, you know, I was sort of, yeah, the spirit of what what footy and RecLink does. So, yeah, I, I was behind the scenes, but I think I came over, it would have been 2011, early days, um, okay. and we were having a kick, you know, Samesh was kicking in his flip-flops and, um, you know, we had a big heavy ball that was waterlogged and, um I think there was maybe three or four of us having a kick that time. So yeah, I, I got in on on the ground floor. Okay. Um, and um, so I, was, I I knew I knew there was a passion there. Um, and then, but otherwise, was in Australia and you know, just talking with Link about the possibilities and really, I mean, watching it grow. You know, like I'd get these reports and I'd hear from other people, including Mad's partner, uh, Lincoln's partner, Mad that, oh, it's actually got some legs here. You know, we yeah. got 60 guys last week or, you know, we had a, a, a carnival or, you know, it just seemed to be just popping out, blossoming. And, and you know, and I'm just going to say it right now that, you know, the 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 motives that, that, that you've had in getting this developed and what you were doing with the, the, the club that you were coaching as well. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if I've talked to two more honorable guys in terms of the stuff that you're doing to help other people out. I mean, that's just, that's just really, really impressive. So, I mean, that's a, you know, a, a hat tip to, to both of you for that. So, I mean, that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. Well, I, I yeah, I thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but, you know, like, I just think that Aussie rules is such a great medium for this, you know, like, um, you know, like it's a, it's a real sort of privilege to be able to stand in front of a product, you know, by product, I mean, the sport and take it to people you know like it's the easiest job in the world for me because it's something that i you know we can evidence-based you know i see it all the time how this works in the most simple form so um yeah sort of you know might seem like honorable thing to do and it, and it is but it's also a very easy thing to do and, and and i think the transferability of that 
Link knew, like Link, you know, when we were back in Victoria, he see, he saw how quickly and simply it gets people involved, like nothing else. Um, so, you know, it's, I feel, we feel like we've sort of got a golden ticket in a way and we just have to be the best representatives of that. And that's what and makes, think, yeah, that's what yeah, just kept us in this game. I think one of the, the strongest examples of that was a trip that Ran and Reckling organised to Alice Springs um, to take a team from Melbourne to Alice to play a couple of different Indigenous sides. Oh, no, sorry. Well, one at Uluru and one at Alice Springs. Mm. Um, and I had the good fortune to, to join the touring party from Melbourne. And uh, that would have been before I'd moved to it India. 2008. Yeah. yeah, right. So just before I moved to India. And I mean, the experience of playing the the sport in a completely new and different environment with a completely different set of people, but to see, as Ran said, how much how well it transfers, I think in some ways that planted an idea for me that I didn't realise at the time that when I got to India, sprouted, you know, in that okay, this is all new. All the people are different, but there's no reason why the sport can't flourish here as well. Uh, so I guess, you know, we, I've sort of seen the power of football in different contexts and understand really well how easy it is to transfer. Well, but Link, just as a side note, I spoke to someone today, Mike, um, who came on that trip. He called me today and he reminisced about that. That's 13 years later. And, you know, he's someone who was in early days of recovery really struggling and just this morning he, we spoke about that trip and what it meant for our you know collective journey that's yeah. terrific that's that's fantastic now shantanu let you know we lost you there for a second i'm glad you're back on sir uh, how, how did you do as far as uh recruiting some of your friends to come join this game how how did that conversation go when you went and told your friends Hey, I discovered this new game that uh, you guys might enjoy. Well, uh, as a novelty, people did like the game. It was fun. I mean, okay, very first time you come for the kick to kick, it's really fun because you're going easy. But you know, once you start playing the game, that's when the whole idea kicks in. Like it's it's an it's a full contact game and and. We never played any kind of uh, like like a mellowed down version of Aussie rules in Mumbai. It was uh -huh. always full force, full contact. Okay. So yeah, we loved it. Most of them who really joined us. So. So how how since you since you went since you went full go, pretty much from the outset, how did that translate mm -hmm. when you went on this this trip to go play the clubs from the other parts of the country? Were they as advanced in their skills as you were? Well, the very first time, the very first tournament that Lincoln spoke about in 2012, I think, mm -hmm. uh, we, we went there with the expectation that, well, yeah, we are really good at this. Okay. Well, <laughs> it did, it, we, and we were proved wrong. Like, <laughs> there, you know that there are, you, you get, you are humbled in such ways that you, you never forget. Like, okay. <laughs> Well, that, that's the challenge. That was the challenge of learning a game in a vacuum is it was, it was sort of relative to nothing. 
um, apart good from point. yourselves. Good point. Yes, that's a great point. I like that. I think that's a really good point. So, so you know, we've, I had a, had a couple things that you know that Lincoln had helped to put together as far as some questions and some things to address. But um, how did how did Ricky Ponting uh, get involved with with getting this off the ground? And I know I. I had heard the name before. I know he was a, a tremendous cricket player, but how how did he impact this game in India? Well, I think that is how um, it originally was introduced in Calcutta because he must have been playing for um, the Calcutta team in the Indian Premier League, the T20 tournament. And yeah, um, so... I think he got invited down to a school or something like that and then took a footy down or somehow introduced Aussie rules. And amongst that first group, there are a number or maybe just one individual who came across, you know, like sort of liked the idea or took it on. I'm, do you know more about it, Shantanu? That, that's sort of... Yeah, I mean, uh, Ricky Ponting actually introduced this as a warm-up game in the Kolkata Knight Riders okay. uh, team. The, that's the the IPL team. So and then I I think that's where, where you know when you uh, can before the game there's a warm up going on and people start watching and that's how it basically start took off. Mm-hmm. And of course that too well uh, as Lincoln said that there was an event where he took the footy and, mm-hmm. and it's just just a random event. Okay, okay, so. So as the game is growing and it's and it's starting to get some traction and it's it sounds like it's being played in in a number of different communities around around the country in a number of different states, you know, and I'm I'm probably going to get the pronunciations wrong here, but I think I might have them correct here, which is what we talked about earlier, didn't we, Shantu? Shantanu? We make sure you get that pronunciation correctly there. Uh, so how long before the, the game uh, spread beyond Kolkata and is it Kerala? Is it the yeah, name of the other yeah. town? And, and was there was there any kind of a resistance? Did you have anybody pushing back against learning, you know, this new game? Oh, you ask. Okay. Well, for you or for for whomever. I mean, there was really no resistance ever. People enjoyed it. It was okay. always a collective effort, so far as I can remember, because at that time I was really just a player, and I, I was older than most of the players, so I was. Not really involved, but Lincoln did, managed everything, most of it. Lincoln, yeah. So if, yeah, I mean, I think the only resistance that we faced was from parents who, you know, had not, didn't know of the game and didn't know why their son should be going off interstate. Um, but, uh, you know, and I mean, there were occasional in- injuries and, you know, that can definitely put a dampener on enthusiasm, parents' enthusiasm. But I think, you know, as they, as it went on and the parents came to know what was involved and that we were, you know, taking great care with their kids as much as possible and, um, you know, we would always resolve injuries and, um, you know, there was a lot of care involved then, you know, that, 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 doubt was overcome but um i mean for at an individual level from participants what i found was that as soon as they if they were open to the 
to the idea of playing if they would actually come down and play then once they'd been involved they they couldn't resist it you know because I think as Shantanu said it's such a different sport for an Indian to play having contact and being full body and Uh lots of aspects that you know that really was something very novel and the adrenaline involved because it is full contact that's also I think quite addictive and so once we had a a start it was just a matter of finding a way to get more involved and then once people were involved they they stayed involved and it it had to be a tremendous amount of trust as you were saying you had you had you know many of these young men that were going along to play with you had not left home before Mm. I mean there had there you had to develop a great deal of trust with these families to do that I would imagine yeah I think the I mean the the main way we achieved that was through the different individuals, uh-huh. like local guys like Shantanu and Saurabh Samesh Mule, who I guess were leaders amongst their, you know, group of friends and in their communities in a sense. And so by by them understanding the game and, and knowing me, they could then go out to some of these parents and, and physically go to homes to explain, you know, that... Um, that they'd be looked that their kids would be looked after and um, that it was a great opportunity for them to represent their state. Um, and in, I know in some cases the guys would have to like open the India Unbound website, you know, on their phone or a computer and, and, you know, say, Oh, this is Lincoln. And um, here he is winning an award. Cause I won a tourism award. Uh-huh. And, you know, they'd show my photo and, and that would sort of help reassure the families that, yeah, I'm, I oh, do I- exist. And, I complete. I completely understand that. I mean, were there were there a number of instances where you were you were visiting someone's home and and having tea and you know having to explain it's going to be okay if we go out of town and, you, and your son goes with us for a couple of days. I bet you had to yeah, do that. Yeah, I did have to do that. Yeah, um, and you know that was the groundwork that I guess went into it in the early days because we were talking about starting it from scratch. You know, this wasn't something existing that we could take right, right. on or improve. This was there was nothing and and then we created a group of people who were really enthusiastic and and as i said they then sort of once they understood the possibilities then they become became real advocates for what we were trying to do and and they would go out and explain it and i guess um you know reassure parents that it was it was a great opportunity okay now, now shantanu you you said something a moment ago about how you were you you were quote unquote just a player now this this was over a decade ago. Have you moved beyond a player? Are you now a coach? Um, not a full time coach, but yeah, I do help. Okay, um, okay. So that, I mean, I, right I, now I, that's Chantan is really a so, is really yeah. a backroom power broker now for. <laughs> Fantastic. So yeah. so you you are you are a. Uh, you're kind of a mouthpiece for the game right now that is helping to to sell the game to other to other people in the country yeah you could say that <laughs> okay okay yeah he's he's an administrator so um you know just as we need players enthusiastic players and coaches i think you know more important at an organizational level is people who are prepared to do work off the field because uh-huh. it's easy to turn up and play because you get you get a direct benefit but it's you know there's no 
there's no reward in a sense of being someone who has to organise and coordinate and fundraise and, um, you know, speak about the game, but actually sit on the sidelines and, and make sure it's all running smoothly. So I think, you know, a lot of the guys that have been involved from early on, they don't all still play, but I think okay. it's sort of a testament to um, to the experience that they've had, that they've been willing to stay on and to try and grow the game, even though they're not, you know, still directly involved in every in, in every event. So, so Shantanu, are your playing days behind you now, or are you just an administrator? Yes, I am now. Okay, um, but but you'd all, you always I mean, kick to kick, or you know, course, training yeah, and that not, sort of thing. Yeah. Not, not not playing as, as competitive as most of the people in India right now, but. Always a kick to kick is you never know say say no to a kick to kick. Okay, absolutely. But you know, even Ran and I, um, sorry, Craig, you know, when we started, it was, I mean, I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I don't have Ran's background. Ran grew up playing footy. He played at you know a, quite a a high standard in Geelong and developed the skills through his teenage years. I didn't do that. I've never been much of a footballer. But the beauty of playing in India in the early days was I could feel like I was, you know. Uh, half decent because yeah. all the guys were new to the game and so um that that was also a bit of a like selfish motivation was to feel like okay i'm getting a pretty career here well we, um, but the, then the, yeah well what link and i said that we knew that the game had developed because once upon a time they thought we were good players and then and then they realized oh hang on <laughs> this guy's might not be the elite athletes we thought they were when they were exposed to you know a, you know the broader community and just develop the skills themselves like, oh hang on maybe maybe they're not superstars so yeah but but that's the beauty of no, Aussie rules generally is even as you get older um you, like the game slows down but it still feels as quick so it still delivers in the same way that it does as a junior so what you know, Shantanu, now that you are not playing in the games themselves now, um, what have you found to be the most rewarding part of being a footy power broker in India? Well, as Lincoln said, it's <laughs> it, I've always loved watching the game, so knowing that, that there are a few of my friends on the field giving them giving the hundred percent. And they are, when you call themselves, like I am from Mumbai and the team from Maharashtra, the state, represents the game. That's when I'm really excited to watch them. It's, and and I, I know that all this effort from Lincoln, me, my friends, it's, it, it, I can see that in that game, that bringing everything together for, for that game, for the happiness that people feel that, oh, wow, we are involved in this. That's terrific. That that's I mean that that's that's absolutely terrific. I mean I, I'm. Are are you? Do you do you ever stop to think? What would what your life would be like had you not walked by that park that day? I do not want to. Okay. <laughs> okay. Never... That's that because... that's a great answer. That's a great answer. Because you know I I think you've met you. You've met some wonderful yeah, I, people here with this and 100% like I cannot imagine not having met Lincoln now. He's one of the best people because of Lincoln I've met Ron. These two, the brothers, they're, they're, they're the, 
high, highlight of my life because i would definitely say that they are the, the great two greatest people i've known 100%. that's fantastic and you know i know only these these these, these images on my screen are, are just really really small but i can see just a little bit of blushing in both of those camera camera images there just a little bit of it in fact lincoln has leaned back away from the camera a bit so you can't quite make it out as easily <laughs> but I, you know what i i think that is some of the kindest things i think i've heard anybody say in in a long long time and and you know with your uh you know with you having uh found this game mm-hmm. you know and i know you said you don't know what it would be like and you wouldn't want to think about it but uh you probably would have continued playing soccer i mean were you were you somebody who played cricket as well not cricket not all that much okay okay, okay. it's uh you know i and I and I I kind of agree with you about the soccer. You know, you were talking about table tennis where you're using just your hands mm-hmm. and soccer where you're you're using just your feet. I, I like to joke about about footy and I, or about soccer. I, I I like to joke and I I'm an announcer for soccer and I and I joke about soccer and I call it a communist sport because they don't let you use all of your body parts. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, so that's you know, I'm and maybe that that joke may not, you know, go over very well in a lot of places around the world or in some places, but it's yeah, so Ron, I think your mic's off. There you it's go. A restriction sir. on it's a restriction on free trade, right? Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to control the means of production. Good point. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've always wondered that about soccer with the offsides rule. You know, it, it's just you know, it's like it's it's almost like you're getting penalized for being faster than your opponent. You know, it's yeah. I, I, I always feel I, I always feel like it, I, it's like being constipated watching soccer it's like you're just waiting for something to happen and it just doesn't quite ever happen <laughs> i'm gonna we we actually at the high school where i teach our our soccer coach is actually english he, oh, he well, is he is british get constipated well i i am gonna make sure that i send that part of the audio to him i want him to hear that uh, that is that is brilliant. I mean, with all due respect, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how overused that line actually is? <laughs> there is there's a really interesting uh, YouTube video on Aussie rules versus soccer. I'll I'll share that link if I find it. Okay. Yeah, I've not. I don't think I've seen that one before. And I, yeah, I it's it's a funny more of a funny video. Okay. But- Okay, that one I would love to see that one. So, you know, Ron, you, do, you, you we've been talking about a lot of the things that you have, you know, that you've done in in terms of your uh, your efforts with with the club you were you were uh, coaching. Um, you know, they talk about how uh, footy is is kind of like a, a transformative, you know, has a transformative power, and I think you even mentioned that, and and and. Have you experienced that, or was it the conversation that you had recently? Is that kind of what you were alluding to? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've actually sort of reflected on what football means a, a lot, you know, over the journey, you know, from being, a, you know, a, a kid playing and living in Geelong um, to then being, a, you know, living overseas for a little bit um, and and missing that connection and seeing that sort of absence in other people's lives and then sort of revisiting it at a, you know, sort of critical point in my own journey um, and 
as we said, just sort of saying firsthand how, uh, you know, the efficacy of, 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 of a game uh, in, you know, changing people's lives. And, you know, and, and where I'm at now is, you know, we, it's just an understanding that regardless of, you know, your station in life or, you know, what success you, you've achieved in the past or materially where you're at, whatever you, whatever your circumstance, that we all really uh, need to be able to observe our own competence or, and usefulness mm-hmm. um, and that not all sports provide that for many reasons, you know, um, whether it be barriers to actual participation or just the complexity of the sport itself. Um, but footy, and particularly the way we approach footy, you know, which is sort of a flexible footy, you know, which means modified rules, um, not not always performance-based, um, you know, and it's not always about the competition, but just a flexible approach to use that, um, that sort of physical, the physical regimen um, uh, as a way for people to see that, oh, yes, I can contribute, regardless of their skill, their ability, you know, whatever their off-field situation is. So, you know, like we've got, we had an event um, just recently and, you know, like it's all ability. So you've got people who've never played the game um, able to contribute you know, next to people who've played at the, the highest level and, and experienced the highest success, and they can both walk off the field, um, you know, it's a real meritocracy. So, you know, if you put in, you'll get a return, and that's that's as much as we can ask of people, and then yeah. that's as much as we can give is that opportunity. And, you know, as we say, in, when, when we go to India, you throw the ball on the field and 50 kids chase it. Like, there's the ball, go get it, you know, like... And whether or not you win the ball, it doesn't matter because you, you know it's your output that matters. So right, right. It's really pro- it's providing the opportunity for people to express themselves, and in that expression, um, there's competence. Whether or not you you've got ball handling skills or you understand the game or not, you know you can just go and jump on the ball. You know, like it doesn't require anything. You know, there's no sort of preconditions to, to be able to do that. Um, and I and that's why footy particularly works in that in that regard because one ball and there's no you're not governed by a captain you know saying oh you're going to bat here or you get it or you can't run down the field there because of offside it's right right right. so yeah and it's and 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 i and i think it's it's and i i've said this in in other forums and other instances and 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 I'm not saying this, this just because I'm doing a podcast about this game. I think it's the greatest game on the planet, quite frankly. I do. Because it involves it involves so many things that, you know, Shantanu, as you said, there are so many different aspects to this game. You're using every part of your physicality to play the game. You know, I I think it's just, it is, and it's it's something that with this podcast, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to just, you know, to try to ring the bell and say, hey, people, pay attention to this game is what is what I'm really trying to do. Yes, I'm trying to learn more about it myself, but I'm trying to bring the attention of it to other people, if you will. Yeah, well, so sorry to jump in there, Craig, but, um, you know, one of the ways that we do that is the modified version of the mm-hmm. game that we play, which is called, well, it's called AFL 9s, but we call it footy 9s. Um, 
you know, is being able to just craft the game based on, you know, the location you've got and, and the, you know, the, the makeup of the participants. Right. So right. that it can be accessible, you know, from day one. Um, so, and our experience is, you know, like, of course, everyone wants to play the full contact, full ground version. Um, but the net result at the end of a session is the same, you know, because you, you, once you start running around and you get that, uh, you get a touch and you get a little bit of physical contact, although it's typically non-contact. Yeah, yeah. Um, the net result is the same, but, you know, in terms of risk management and um, as a concept for new players, it, it, works so, it works so well. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I know that they've, they've, I've seen some, some of the groups here in the States that are using that uh, in some instances, but they're trying, you know, they're trying to play with the, I think, 18 on 18 here in most instances with the clubs that they've got here in the USAFL, you know, and, they, and there's, yeah. a big, there's a big push here for what's called the, the 45,000 where they're trying to get, you know, they're trying to get 5,000 participants in the States playing footy. And it's interesting. I talked to a gentleman in the Dallas area who just started a new club that's starting this year. And he said, it's a bit of an uphill battle because he said just in the Dallas Fort Worth area, there are 3000 people playing rugby just in that area. And we're looking to try to get 5,000 people playing footy nationwide. So, mm. so, you know, Shantanu, how many people across India are playing the game right now? How, you know, how many clubs are there and how many people, you know, I don't, you know, not all, you don't have to you know, have an exact number, but, you know, is it a few hundred? Yeah, I mean, is it a few thousand? It is a few thousand. Okay. But it's mostly kids. It's not uh, school kids mostly. Oh, so it's kind of like the Aus kick that they have in, in Australia then. Yeah. Terrific. I think one of the challenges, if I can just jump in there, is participation <laughs> is, um, you know, with the program that we've run, we've really targeted school age kids because you can easily go into, uh, you can easily run a session, say, at a state school mm -hmm. and have hundreds of kids participating but when you want to run something outside of a school, then you've got to have a ground and you've got to, you know, have coaches available and the resources are slightly, the resources required are slightly more. Mm -hmm. um, and you've got to have, I guess, you know, the, the kids who are enthusiastic enough to come outside of school hours, but, and which is fine. And that's what we will always aim to do, but whether they go on from say a school age to actually want to play at, a higher level, yeah. you know, in, in what we call elite level, which is at a state level, um, you know, you're just going to get a natural drop off of participants, right, especially right. as the game gets faster and more physical and they're, you know, as they become 15, 16, 17, their demands in terms of study and the expectations that their parents have as to, you know, their academic output, which is obviously a priority and we would not, ever try and get in the way of that but it just means that you there's a natural attrition rate and so keeping them registered you know into their 20s is a bit of a challenge and there's not really the infrastructure across the country in terms of an organized competition um a regular you know opportunity to, for, to play other states or other okay. cities or whatever so you know there's a lot of barriers to actually um, I guess embedding that development, it's it's easier at a local level, but when it comes to a national level, it's much harder to to really keep those people engaged over the longer term. So the, that tends to be a little bit more impromptu, kind of like maybe a 
almost a last minute type event like hey you know what we've got enough people let's let's uh, let's get together and try to have a, a you know a nationwide tournament if you will next week or next month um well no i mean what we have done every year except last year and yes. probably except yeah. this year unfortunately is to have well so just to go back to the story earlier so we ran the tournament in 2012 i think it was in kerala um 12, and yeah. that was yeah that was with the other the two other three other spots you know that came together and then we had a couple national tournaments um in that same way and then we sort of i guess where we separated off from some of the others was was in the idea that we had to run what we called a footy carnival which was less of a focus on states playing against each other for the title of national champion uh -huh. and more about how can we grow particip just participation. So get the most number of people we can into one location to play, but to play in a way that is mindful of injury um, mm -hmm. and, and risk more generally. Right, right. And also, you know, the result is a really great experience for those individuals. So... Um, we came up with this idea of the All India Football Carnival. And so that we would run annually and that was highly organised. Um, I mean, for example, in 2019, the most recent one, we had um, about 400 participants, was it? Yeah, Chance New Year, from, yeah. And about 40% women. Um, they'd come wow. from all, right. all parts of India, um, you know, like northeast, southwest um, and 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 I guess the key format of that carnival is that when everyone comes together, we run a day of training and development. And then at the end of that day, we separate everyone into new teams. So they're not representing their state. They're just playing with a group of completely new people that they haven't met before. Okay. And in doing so, you sort of eliminate some of, I mean, the, the level, the intensity is still there. You know, they're still playing very fiercely, but... Um, there's not the sort of uh, the the quite the same level of pride involved because when you're representing your state, you're desperate to win. Okay, it's more about um, you know winning winning for your own team, and so you know we feel like that has been a really important development in terms of um, yeah bringing everyone together in the right spirit. Okay, and you know you mentioned that about forty percent of the participants in 2019 were were women. Now, Shantanu, is that something that, 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 that you're working on in India is trying to grow the women's game as well and get them more involved? We are trying to do that, but I mean, it's, it's not the most important thing right now because it's, uh, I mean, it's not really easy to get women involved because it's, I mean, it's really hard to explain this. Uh, there are family problems to start with. That's the most basic problem. And then getting all the women over here and the risk, the safety that goes through everything. Uh -huh. So we want as, as many women to be involved, but we do not want to compromise anything. So we, I, we just I don't get... I get that, yeah. We only think about how much we can handle and then get as many as possible. Okay. And I think when you say family problems i think i would interpret that to mean there's oh, yeah. apprehension you know from a family oh, yeah. as right. to right. allowing their daughter to go off and play something like this so 
you know, we, we have to be very careful to, um, you know, protect the participants and to uh -huh. explain to their families the measures we're taking to ensure their safety. Um, but I think also, you know, in the question of women's participation, it's something that we've been working on over the years, but it's you really have to take a long-term approach to it because you've got to build the the infrastructure and the knowledge base amongst the senior coaches and coordinators huh. about the things you've got to do to make sure that um, you know that that player safety is a priority to make sure that women who participate feel welcome and comfortable and that sort of understanding you only develop over many years and I think we've got the guys now in the sort of senior management team who do understand that. Um, but that's taken, you know, effectively 10 years to develop, to get to the point where we, I think we can now safely go out on a larger scale and start to attract women. And part of that process has been run having worked for Recklink and understand event uh, management, you know, risk and, and really bringing that, that expertise around how do you make sure that all your participants are cared for. And so there's that continual transfer of expertise from Australia and particularly through RAN and through the other individuals that have joined us in India over the years to, to build that, that understanding. Um, and if I could just go back to the 2019 tournament, one of the things we did was to have um, the Richmond Institute of Sports Leadership, which is run out of Richmond Football Club they came over with a group of 20 of their students and um, a highly qualified coach and a coordinator who um, helped to deliver a training program that certified uh, about 30 of our players. And so, you know, taking those steps where you actually are um, delivering the training, you know, amongst the, the wider playing group so that you're building that that expertise and that knowledge base for the longer term. And so that's why, you know, it's, it is a long-term, you know, you've got to do it. You can only really grow it if you're in it for the longer term. And that's the approach we've taken. So, and this is for, for any one of the three of you, do you see a point in time in the future where one of the women involved in footy in India might make the leap to the AFLW? <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I mean, I, I think yeah, absolutely, you know, why not? Um, it, but what you've got to do is have really widespread participation because you're only going to foster that talent if you get someone at a fairly young age uh -huh. introduced to the sport and then playing it through their, you know, early teens. And, and I think, you know, Aussie Rules is unique that way because of the skills that are involved. They're not... Um, you know, they're unique to the sport, something like hand passing, you really only come across in footy. So unless you've been doing that from an early age, it's hard to, even if you're a great athlete, it's very hard to pick that up later in life. And so what we've no, what I've noticed with the guys that have played, I mean, we had some coming along in the very early days who were eight, nine, 10 years old, right? So they didn't have an existing sport that they had played, okay. you know, repeatedly and and they had not developed those skills as yet so then they're introduced to footy and they're very you know that's a formative stage for them and so now as what 20 year olds mm -hmm. 
they've been playing the game as long as a lot of Australian kids would have been playing it. Right, and, right. and they do have those skills. So you kind of got to get them early. And that's why I say it's a long-term thing. If you can get girls eight, nine, 10 playing the game, then yeah, why not? As an 18 year old, you might, you might be at that very elite level. Um, and I mean, it would be amazing to see that. Yeah. And I, I asked that mainly because there, there are, you know, there are so many women that are playing in the comp this year that are, that have mm. previously played Gaelic football in Ireland. Mm. Yeah. That was, that was kind of where my, that, that question was kind of coming from that direction. You know, so I didn't know if that transition would be, would be possible. And, and you know, one of the things we'd love to do is to get an AFLW player across to India, because we've always found, you know, anyone who's played at the elite level, we've had, you know, ex AFL and AFL players come to India. Mm-hmm. When you get them to India, you the amount of, enthusiasm and interest you generate around that event is huge so you know i think if we could get an aflw player over and i'm, I'm sure we would once you know think once travel resumes then that would could be a real driver of interest that'd be terrific i think that'd be absolutely terrific so uh you know ron i you know You've made some treks to India, you know, uh, Lincoln lived there for a while. Now, you said you were living overseas as well. Were you living in India as well? Your mic's still off there, sir. <laughs> All right. It's um, the COVID crash cry, isn't it? You're on mute. <laughs> um Oh no! I'd lived, I lived in, I lived in England for a little bit, just okay. um, for six months. Um, okay. And so I'd sort of, so and so I saw the, the sporting culture there, and then I lived in China for a couple of years. Oh, wow! Um, yeah. Okay. But, yeah. So, have, have any, you know, in the time that you spent in India, you know, while Lincoln was there, any kind of funny things or any funny or memorable memorable stories that happened related to footy while you were in India anything that you can think of that uh that still brings a chuckle or a smile to you oh uh, I I mean yeah there's probably there's probably half a dozen anecdotes specifically but I mean I I think it's just the amazement when we take over a group of people at the um at the willingness um combined with the lack of skills early on which makes for you know the spectacle of people of people playing footy um so engaging because for us you know like it's such a familiar thing we've got the footy there and we know that so well it's part of our and then the backdrop is a fort in Rajasthan with you know 100 kids playing you know playing with gusto um so it's it's sort of um it's like the contrast. There's something just amusing about both the foreign and the alien that always, that I always remark on, like I always think about. It's just such a beautiful yeah. thing. Well, Shantanu, let me ask you this question, sir, because, you know, you you living in India, and I, and I'm, I guess, that, you know, Ron, this can be directed to you as well, since you had lived in China for a while. You know, the, 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 the AFL has made a concerted effort to try to grow the game in China, you know, with Port Adelaide playing games there over the last few years mm-hmm. in, in recent, in the last year, year and a half, I think there's been a little bit of, you know, angst that has grown between China and Australia. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be growing between the United States and 
China in the not too distant future as well. But I'm, that's, I'm going to stay away from geopolitical stuff besides that. Do you think, you know, Shantanu, do you think that, that the likelihood of the, of the AFL trying to bring a, a regular season game like they had done with Port Adelaide in Shanghai, do you think that that's something that could happen in India in the, in the near future? I, I do think that can happen, but uh, it's not the near future. It's, a, it's more okay. of a long plan that I, I can think of. Okay. I mean, I, I would guess... We don't pro- have the resources right, right away. Okay. Well, we can actually... Link can speak to that because we, um, he was party or we were party, Link, more so um, to some conversations with Port Adelaide and... Um, Greater Western Sydney, I think, Link, um, to get a game yeah, well, happening. That's right. Um, yeah. The AFL sent a fact-finding mission over in 2018 um, and they visited a number of places in India with the um, idea of exploring how feasible it would be to play a match four points in India. And, uh, you know, they were looking at practical and logistical considerations. You know, how do we get a team over there efficiently? What are the grounds like? Mm-hmm. Um, what are the facilities like? But also, what is the commercial appetite for the game in India? And, um, you know, obviously, it would for the AFL, it's got to be driven by a commercial consideration in that are they going to get a return on their investment into a place like India? And um, as part of that fact-finding mission, we ran a a half day session um, with our with our Mumbai participants, a lot of like um, kids from schools and just regular um, players are involved in what we were doing and they came along. So there were, um, so Essendon, Greater Western Sydney um, and a representative from the AFL itself. Um, and yeah, we, we, you know, demonstrated what we could do at a grassroots level because the idea being that if they were to actually play a game, uh, that's a great opportunity to encourage participation in the sport right, itself. Right. And, and we'd love, you know, we, we would love to have been, and we still would to assist them to roll that out and an actual, you know, grassroots level. Um, I think in the end, for whatever reason, they decided not to pursue that, that, that match to take place. Okay. But I think it's definitely something that will still be on their agenda. Okay. I'd say it's probably been pushed down the list because, you know, COVID and there will be right. other and, matters and, that are more pressing. Yeah. yeah. But it, in the future, definitely. Well, cause I know that this year had COVID not happened this year, round one GWS and Essendon were supposed to be playing in Los Angeles round mm-hmm. one, but that, that of course didn't happen. And I, you know, and I don't, I don't know the first thing about cricket grounds in India. Is there, is there a facility that would, you know, Size-wise, in terms of the grounds, there would be something size enough, but is there something that would have enough seating capacity that would hopefully entice, you know, fans, you know, have enough room for hopefully the enticed supporters to come watch the game? We do have the capacity. Okay. We, that... Kolkata, if I'm not wrong, has the second biggest stadium in the world. I did, I did not know that. Cool. So that's what, that's got to seat well over 100,000 people then. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. But I guess, but more importantly than the capacity is the actual condition of the the, the ground, the surface. Because okay. I think for footy clubs, like for AFL clubs, their first con- consideration would be player safety, and coaches would have the veto on anything like 
a decision to play a match overseas, if, you know, the first thing they'd be saying is what's the service like and is Dusty Martin going to do an ankle when he runs out there? <laughs> and if there was any prospect that, the, you know, that it's not up to Australian standards, there's just no way it would happen. And I know when they were in Mumbai, they went out to D.Y. Patel Stadium, mm, yeah, Chantanu. And, and yeah. I mean, from what I understand, that's a really high-quality ground that could easily be brought up to the standard. I think it's a 50,000-seat capacity, so it's not... Yeah, 45. Yeah, so it's not the biggest ground, but I don't think you'd need... You know, mm. you don't need 100,000 people. You just need a good surface and some TV cameras because really that's what it's about, you know, in right. terms of getting a commercial return. Okay. I, yes, I was just wondering about because I just... I was just thinking that, you know, in the in the current political climate, I wasn't sure if the AFL was going to be going back to China anytime soon. I just didn't, I didn't know how that was, was going to work. Yeah, but then maybe those sorts of um, d- diplomatic channels become even more important than they were previously because if it keeps a dialogue open and... Good point. Uh, I heard a really good interview. Uh, a guy's written a book about the whole Port Adelaide... Um, tie up with China and all the backroom workings that went into that and the fact they had to get the fans on board um, that, you know, they had to have Australian government involved and, you know, that it, it was a fascinating interview and insight into what went, went on behind the scenes. And his point was that, yes, you know, as I was saying, it, it, it becomes even more important to keep those things alive because that's how we increase understanding, not misunderstanding. That's a great point. That is a great point. Uh, and me being a government teacher feels a little bit dumb for taking the approach and asking the questions the way that I did. <laughs> no, I mean, but it's true because, it, yeah. it, you know, at a, at a at a macro level, that that's what's going on. Right, um, right. But, you know, when you sort of drill down, then I think, you know, and, and the AFL, it's going to be different for them. Who knows what their priorities are right now? And there's not going to be money available for something that's not giving a return, as I understand it. So yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of other considerations that they would have, but hopefully those international ventures can continue and prosper. So, uh, Shantanu, what, uh, what goals do you have for, you know, with COVID hopefully on, on the wane, on its way out? And uh, what plans do does India have for footy in 2021? In 2021, we just want to keep it going. We want to keep our activities going right now. Okay. Because of this, the schools are shut right now. So there's, there's nothing we can do. So the moment everything opens up, we want to get back to training and we want everyone to be involved. So. And, and I hope that happens. Yeah. I hope that happens. It's uh, it has been it has been a very interesting year around this globe. Yes. I mean, everywhere it's been an interesting year. Uh, yeah, cool. yeah. So, yeah, I want to go back, you know, Ron, real quickly to something you said uh, a couple of minutes ago, where you had you had done a a recent event uh, with with your group and uh, and how well that had gone. I just have to, and this kind of gets back to, you know, getting COVID over with. Was, wasn't it just nice to actually be able to do a recent event instead of being, you know, sequestered away at home for weeks at a time? Yeah, oh, there's a huge passion. I mean, when we turned up to this event, 
um, well, there's been a few actually, but uh, we had one in Sunbury that we would actually build as a multi-sports day. So we, we did footy nines and cricket um, in the same location. It's cricket season officially here, or it was. Uh, yeah. And then um, and then we, we turned up in, you know, busloads of people coming from different areas, probably, probably about 300, oh, maybe 200 kilometres radius, uh, you know, people coming from um and you know people getting off the bus and just hugs all around and um you know real sort of fraternal feel to it and uh, and we just everyone just remarked how good it was to have physical contact and I, I you know I often talk about for our participants that the only time they some of them have physical contact is at footy you know and that's whether that be a, a hug or just getting playing physical game uh, and, you know, you just think about all the people that have been denied that um, that experience that yeah. they would otherwise get yeah. through sporting clubs. And it's, it's just really apparent, uh, you know, and like, as I say, you know, it's such a beautiful thing to stand in front of because we get out as the coordinators and everyone loves what we do. You know, like they like we we, we have this thing that people love to be a part of. So, uh, you know. It's a, it's a special thing, and, and the, you're the, and you're, you're you're doing it so they can enjoy it. You're 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 not doing this because hey, you're you're not sitting there going, hey, look what I've accomplished for you. You're doing it so you can see the joy in their eyes and on their faces while they're while they're enjoying this. Well, yeah, look, I, I mean, I've I've said it before. I'm not there to inspire anyone. Yeah. It's, it doesn't work like that. I, like I turn up and I see what you know, the average participant will go through just to get to a game of footy. And that's undeniable. Like if I can't get my shit sorted, you know, as part of my job to be there on time, uh -huh. then we've got to wonder what's going on, you know, because, you know, some of these guys, are, you know, they've got chaos going on in their lives, you know, and they have to catch two buses and mm -hmm, walk, mm -hmm. you know, and, and sort out their kids and, you know, break, borrow and steal to get there. So, you know, like it, it's very, it's very easy to, to meet my end of it and it's not it's not about inspiring people it's just about providing them you know as we spoke about you know the chance to see their own uh, qualities and attributes and competence on display and that's that's all we're doing we're just providing a stage there now i'm i'm going to use an analogy here and and i i this this movie is on almost 24 hours a day here in the united states but i'm going to ask have you ever seen the film shawshank redemption i have Okay, what you just said there was that you were an awful lot like um, Tim Robbins' character, the 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 young man, the guy who went to prison who did not get, not kill his wife and her boyfriend. Okay, I'm not saying that that's the case at all. You, what you just said, you were a lot like him sitting on the roof of the building that they had just tarred while all of the other guys were drinking their beers. He was just sitting back, relaxing, absorbing it all, looking at all of it, bringing it all in and just, you know, not saying, hey, look what I did for you. Just basically sitting there going, enjoy this, guys. That's 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 kind of what that is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, that, so but that's what it is. I think, you know, that's what's drawn Ran and I to India for footy is you, you create an opportunity for people to participate. We've used footy, but it could be any sport or recreation. Mm. <clears throat> and then you do the work 
to make it happen. But at something like the carnival, you can step back and see uh, 300 people involved that have come from all over the country. I mean, it gives, like there's a personal reward there, which anyone would feel if they went through that process. So, Mm. you know, I think for me and for Ran, that keeps us going because it's just a, it's just an amazing feeling. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's as simple as that in some yeah. ways, like what we can do is organize, you know, and is, is resource and coordinate. Um, like they're, they're the, they're the things that we can do. So if we do it, there's this, you know, great result. And it's as simple and, as that, I think. Sometimes. And, and Shantanu, you you are you know with you now being you know the 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 great power broker of the game in India now and I'm just going to use their line because that's the one they used okay <laughs> so I, you you are starting to I think be able to see some of that as well where you get you get to put forth the effort to get things organized and then you get to sit back and see the joy on the faces of these young kids who were discovering this fantastic game. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You being in this long enough and uh, being with Lincoln and Ran all this while, learning from them, uh-huh. it, it it eventually falls into us and the same feeling, the same same values. You could say, in in a sense, that they helped us in some way, and now we are trying to give it back the community so and that's that's fantastic now now may may i ask you this question do you have any children of your own oh no no i'm not married so not married okay so when 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 you get married and you have kids are are you going to be looking forward to helping them discover the game of footy as well over 100 percent. okay (laughs) fantastic fantastic i i uh i'm sitting here in ohio uh knowing that no, granted, my, my kids don't live at home anymore. One's in college and one's in, na- in the Navy. But nobody that lives in my house has ever watched a second of footy with me before. No. Not a, it's just not something that has interested them at, at all. I've tried to get my son involved with it. He wants to come with me to Australia to watch some footy. But he's never actually watched it himself. I actually got him to sit down and watch the first half of the 89 grand final, I guess. So he did see that. Okay, but uh, beyond that, he hasn't seen anything else. And I and I've shared my watch AFL password with him and said, here, please log in and watch whenever you want to. He hasn't done it yet. Um, So do you get a chance to watch a lot of the AFL at home then? So we uh, we do watch the preliminary finals and the grand final. So we, we do all that, but not not every week. Okay. Well, that that's something else you should work on then is seeing seeing about getting getting some of the games broadcast on television there if you, if you i think if you were able to do that the, the game which, is broadcasted there, oh, okay there, but uh it's midday so it's at 3 30 in the afternoon so okay well that makes sense i i would like 3 30 in the afternoon that would be that would be a nice change of pace instead of 3 30 in the morning <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, the, the yeah, cat, the yeah. cats are, the cats are playing tomorrow at 4.50 AM for me. Mm, so pretty brutal. yeah, well, I, I drink a lot of coffee on the weekends, a <laughs> lot of coffee. So, so Shantanu, you know, one last question here, and I think we're going to, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here. Uh, let's look, it's 2021 right now. 
-hmm. in 2026, five years from now, what do you want to see footy looking like in India? Uh, footy? Well, I want footy to be a part of the community. We've always worked. That's how we got into it. So I, I really want footy to get ingrained into the grassroots. It's, it's like any other sport, again, but because I, as I believe it, it you, uh, the skills involved are much more than other sports. I feel it's the best overall game development or you could say every kind of development. It's mental and physical development that goes into it. It will help everyone. And I want it to be present everywhere in India. That, that, that's what we, we are planning to do. And I hope that happens. I, I really do. And I, and I think you, you, have, you have a couple of allies sitting right next to you on the screen that are that are going to, you know, do what they can to help make that happen as well from where they are. And, and it sounds like you've got a really good group of people that are, that are working with you. And you've got some, you know, you got some excited kids that, that are beginning to enjoy the game. And, and I, and I hope that, you know, that the difficulties that you have with, you know, with maybe the stigma of, of, you know, some young girls who may want to be involved with the school, the sport, you know, not being able to get the opportunity to, I hope, I hope that you're able to smooth some of those out and get, you know, get more kids involved because, mm -hmm. you know, getting, getting kids out and doing, doing some fun things like this is, you know, is I think extraordinarily important, whether, whether it's this game or, or anything else, quite frankly, as long as they're getting out and doing yeah. something, mm -hmm. how, you know, where can people find out about AFL India? Where, where can they find out about it? Is there something online where they can go or um well I, I, we we're redeveloping our website at the moment okay. so we don't have anything live um okay. i think probably the facebook page shantanu yeah. would have the most interesting content in terms of if people you know wanted to see back through recent history as you know events and things that have taken place there's some great photos there through the years okay. so that would be what's that page shantanu do you know uh, I'll share the link. It's Australian Rules Football in Mumbai, and I think we've renamed it. I just have to look. Okay, at. terrific. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, I guess one thing, Craig, that it's always I always feel needs to be said is that um, AFL's a a brand, and it's a you know it's a corporation. Right, right. Um, and the game is Aussie Rules. Right, right. Uh, and and you know the AFL for all the Good that they do and they do do some good um we're not there to promote the afl we're there to promote aussie rules as a means right. of social engagement um so in all you know particularly around the not-for-profit stuff um mm -hmm. you know it's not afl the game is not it's AFL, just footy yeah yeah it's footy yeah, yeah yeah so that's right but and and particularly if people are looking to look what we're doing um it's not under afl india it's aussie rules um, typically, and that's how we'll go forward. So, okay, yeah, we okay. use we use the the game as a means to engage. Okay, um, whereas the AFL use footy as a means to deepen their own. No, I won't say that. Um, you you yeah, kind of so you, you cut out there for just a second. Was it to deepen their own pockets? Was that what it was? No, I didn't. I don't know. Yeah, okay. putting was, words into his mouth, Craig. I I just was asking. I wasn't. I don't know if that's what um, he actually said or not. No, I mean. And we understand that they, you know, they need to be financially viable, but we're not there to promote their product. Right, um, right. You know, it's it's everyone's game. They don't own the game. 
Um, and so, yeah, it's just a distinction, you know, that um, it sort of crept in that people started calling it AFL, but the game's not AFL. Right, right. Um, so, you know, it just it's, it's worth saying. Because, and that's, um, that's one of the other things that I'm working on uh, learning about, and it's going to be one of my off-season projects next year is doing like a, a history of the different state leagues mm. so I can yep. learn a little bit about them as well. Uh, you know, I, I've, I, I interviewed, uh, well, and, and Lincoln, I talked to you about this when we mm. talked last week about the, the gentleman that's the journalist up there yep. in Darwin. Darren. Um, George, uh, Clark something. Yeah. I think his last name's Clark. I, I believe. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, I'm hoping to connect with people, you know, in, in oh, and it's state. so rich, the state leagues. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, each of them have an amazing history. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's definitely, you'll find so much there to explore. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. I mean, I, I have... I have so many irons in the fire right now that are, that just yeah. been that have been it as I think I told you when we talked the last time it's been like trying to get a drink of water out of a fire hose. <laughs> you know, it's just there's just so much coming at me as far as just far as you know the number of 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 interviews that I I've, I've been trying to set up and uh you know I I have I've had two former players that have reached out here just recently uh one that I'm going to be setting up an interview with uh here very soon who's uh um he's he's the father part of a father son with the with the kangaroos um and he's going to come on and kind of talk about you know the 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 preview for the kangaroos and then uh you know i i interviewed the son of a former d's player um frank davis who played back in the late six through the mid mid 60s through the early 70s then he went on to become a uh a scout and a member of the front office with the Hawks when they were in the finals mm. for like 10 years in a row. So, you know, it's, I, I, his, his son lives in Minnesota here in the United States. And I talked to him, right. you know, in you know, previewing the D's and, and he's going to put me in touch with his dad. So it's just been, it has just been amazing meeting so many people that, ha- that have a passion for this game and just learning about the game from them. And, you mm. know, getting reminded again that I need to re- keep referring to it as footy rather than AFL, which I, I fall into that trap all the time. Okay. When I'm, when I'm talking about the game elsewhere, I do fall into that trap and I apologize for that. Uh, you know, it's, I do end up talking mostly about the AFL, but I have to remember and remind myself to not do that. So, uh, and that's, and it's okay. I mean, I, uh, and you, you didn't really call me out on it. It's okay. It's not, it's not like you had me up on top of that building, leaning uh, backwards and getting ready to drop me off of it. Like, you know, like happened to, I can't remember his, his character name anymore. And I've seen that movie about a hundred times. Oh, uh, whatever Tim Robbins character, what name was, it wasn't red. Andy Dufresne. Yes. Andy Dufresne. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Andy. The Indian yes. amongst well, us goes bang. Well, here, you, okay. you know, the, the, the interesting thing about that, that prison and this mm-hmm. is this is I'm being very serious about that prison is about 50 miles from where I live, where they filmed that movie. Oh, wow. yeah. Yep. That prison. I Once I get done here, I will find a link for that. I'll email it to the three of you. But yeah, that is that's it. There still is a, an active prison next door to mm-hmm. it. But that was the old prison that was in operation for over 100 years. And they built they built a new modern prison next door to it. that one's been closed. That was closed long before they, they filmed Shawshank. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, that was, uh, and you know, that great scene, I don't know if you guys have seen the video on YouTube where 
somebody has taken the the scene where he is uh he turns on the music and plays it over the pa system have you seen the video online where somebody has dubbed in the cats the cats theme song oh it's oh. it's 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 wonderful you, you guys seen that before no. oh i'll see if i can find that as well because that's 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 absolutely cool because he's just and it's again like with the beers he's just sitting up there he puts on the song and it's you know and it starts out with the horns at the beginning and and the guy's sitting in the in the bathroom reading the comic books and realizes uh oh something's going wrong here but enough about shawshank this is not a uh this is not a movie review uh podcast here but uh gentlemen i cannot thank you enough for getting up early today uh now, Shantanu, you got up the earliest, did you not? Yeah, it's, it was 6.30. It's 6.30 there right now? No, it's 8 o'clock right it's now. It's 8 o'clock right now. Okay, yeah, so. started at 6.30, yeah. I, I truly appreciate you you uh, you coming on today, sir. And Lincoln, Ron, gentlemen, I, I truly appreciate you coming on as well. I, I, I've i had an absolute blast. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Great. Anytime. Pleasure. Anytime. Pleasure. I mean, great to be on. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I would, mm. I, you know, I, I think Ron, you know, uh, it may be worthwhile coming back on maybe. And I don't know if you would even be something you would consider, you know, coming back on and talking about what you've done with RecLink and what you've done with uh, the club that you had coached in the past. Cause I think that's a fascinating story in and of itself. Uh, just yeah, to see, uh, absolutely. To see how I, that, I mean, anytime okay, to see how yep. that, that game has, uh, has helped you know, people get to a good place in their lives. Yeah, yeah. I'm always interested in talking about that. But yeah, anytime, Craig. Fantastic. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, my my guests have been Lincoln Harris and Ron Harris. And I believe I just figured out towards the end of the podcast that they are, in fact, brothers. Somebody alluded to that partway through the interview. And I didn't have to ask that question. I think I had it confirmed for me. I am correct on that, am I not, gentlemen? Correct, yes. Okay, yeah. good. Because if not, I'm going to go back and edit all of this out. Uh, <laughs> so, and Sha- <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, it's late here. And uh, Shantanu Joglikar, Shantanu, I cannot thank you enough, sir, for getting up this morning. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. It you know, for me, too, as well. You know, Thanks I, for having me. You bet, absolutely. I, I love having the opportunity to talk footy with somebody who has discovered it and fallen in love with it from, you know, a different point, you know, than I have, but yeah. from somebody who did not, did not grow up at the game. I mean, you know, these other two gentlemen here, mm. footy is in their yeah. DNA. It is. It okay. Is. You know, we, we've had to have a transfusion in order to get it into our system. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, so gentlemen, I truly, truly appreciate you coming on and, and, and thanks so very much. I, I really do thank you for that. Okay. Thank you for having us. Greg. Thanks. Thanks so very yeah, much guys. Thanks, All right. You bet. Talk you to bet. you again. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you enjoyed that discussion that uh, I had with Lincoln and with uh, Shantanu and with Ron. A lot of fun talking to those gentlemen. I, Absolutely want to get them back on the podcast again, especially to talk cats, cats football, as well as talking about how things are going in India once uh, once COVID has begun to subside with Shantanu as well. A great discussion. You know, ladies and gentlemen, if you've got an idea for a show topic or if you know someone that you think should be a guest on the show, maybe it's you. 
be great if you could uh, drop me a line. You could do that through a voicemail on my website. You could uh, drop me a DM on Twitter or shoot me an email at a yankonthefooty.com. Excuse me, yankonthefooty at gmail.com. I haven't said that one in a while. I better make sure I get that correct there. Remember, you can find all of the, the episodes from my podcast at a yankonthefooty.com. They're also on your favorite podcast provider. And I'm going to start getting uh, some new episodes up back up on the YouTube channel. I've kind of been a little neglectful in that as I was putting out a number of episodes during the month of March. March was actually my biggest month in terms of uh, listens to the podcast. I truly appreciate all of you who tuned in. That was great. I hope you'll consider uh, giving me a review on Apple Podcasts or a review right on the uh, a yankonthefooty.com website as well. That would be terrific. Remember, you can reach me at yankonthefootygmail.com at yank underscore on Twitter. Excuse me, at yank underscore on on Twitter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram at yankonthefooty. And again, if you haven't done so yet, I hope you'll consider signing up for the email list and maybe you know, checking out, uh, helping out the podcast through uh, the Buy Me a Coffee page or through the Redbubble page. And if you happen to buy any uh, gear for the podcast, if you get a uh, get yourself some stickers, you get yourself a T-shirt, something like that, do me a favor, send me a picture of that in action so I can go ahead and put it out on my social media and share it with everybody else, okay? Ladies and gentlemen... I want to thank you for listening. This was this was a, a labor of love episode right here. I truly enjoyed talking with these gentlemen and and learning about how they brought this great game to you know a country where there's a great opportunity for it to grow, most certainly. And uh Shantanu was was extraordinarily insightful um about the uh about the game and what he's doing now to help bring the game to more and more people. And uh, I'm glad he remembered Andy Dufresne's name because I completely forgot it. That's uh, I'm a little disappointed in myself, as I mentioned, if you listen to the whole episode there, that uh, the film was, was shot only about 50 miles from where I'm sitting right now, and I couldn't remember the character's name. I guess that's what happens when you get old, you start to forget things. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening, because while many of us are, are t- fans of our teams, of our clubs, Deep downs, we're fans of a game that we all love, and that's the game of footy. And for those of you who are in the U.S. that are wanting to watch the game, unfortunately, at this point in time, there's not been an agreement reached between the AFL and Fox Sports or or between the AFL and ESPN to bring any footy on regular television this year here in the States. It sucks. I'm sorry that that's the case. Uh, I know there are highlights that are showing up on YouTube, so you can always check those out. Uh, I cannot, you know, endorse uh, nefarious ways of finding the games. I'm sure they're out there. I can't say to do that at all. Uh, You know, if you've become a a supporter of your club, I strongly encourage you to consider maybe becoming an international member where you get access to the Watch AFL app. That allow you know it also gets you some swag for your club as well maybe you know a cap or a scarf and uh, an international you know ID badge and a bumper sticker for your car and that sort of thing or you can uh, actually get your membership through the USAFL which gives them a little bit of money or through Afana again you could also get that membership through Afana.com which has helped to work at bringing. Australian Rules Football on television here in North America for for over 
two and a half decades. And these folks do a bang-up job with that, and uh, they're working really hard putting updates up on their website about the game, uh, letting us know that the, the, the pressure that they're trying to put on the, uh, the league as well as on the, uh, the networks. And, and, and quite frankly, I don't understand why they, they have not decided to just get on board. You know, I've been putting tweets out on, on Twitter darn near every day for the last couple of weeks about the game, asking, you know, the AFL and Fox Sports and ESPN why they haven't spoken with one another. If you're not able to watch the games, are, are you tuning in for a, a five-year-old episode of uh, Poker Stars? Or the World Series of Poker and that sort of thing. I know I wouldn't be, and that's uh, you know, it's it's really sad that it hasn't come back on yet. So don't feel afraid. Don't feel afraid to reach out to them and ask where it is. Yeah, you think back to the uh, 1980s here in the United States with the uh, the advertising with the I want my MTV. Well, I want my AFL. Now I do have the watch AFL app so I can watch the games, but I know there are a lot of you that have not made the leap to do that yet. Uh, I strongly encourage you to do so, but it, it may not be, may not be feasible for everyone. And, uh, you know, I think it's just a, uh, it's a shame that the games haven't come here yet this year after having whetted the appetite of so many people last year with airing the games that they did. So it's really disappointing that that's the case. So, and, one last thing before I go, I did want to uh, to mention, uh, if you listened to the live episode that came out earlier this week, I did talk about how I had a wonderful Easter uh, with my car getting hit by a drunk driver at 4.45 in the morning on Easter Sunday. Well, still have not located the driver yet, but uh, I did talk to the, uh, the collision center, the body shop that's doing the repairs on my van, and... Uh, well, fortunately, I have insurance on it, and uh, $4,835 to fix my van. Guy did a hell of a job on it. I, I, I'd i like to shake their hand. <laughs> Not really. Uh, so, ladies and gents, enough about that. It was just a, uh, just a really crappy week as far as that went, but uh, it was a great footy weekend. And we, you know, we had the uh, initial game of the round with... Uh, Essendon and Sydney uh, yesterday evening or yesterday morning in my case and looking forward to getting up tomorrow morning with the Port Adelaide and the Richmond game to start my day. Folks, I cannot thank you enough for listening. I truly appreciate you tuning into the podcast. I love your kind words. I'd love to hear from more of you. I'd love to get little snippets of voicemails and that sort of thing to include in the episodes. Um, yeah, it's a great it's a great opportunity for me to to hear your thoughts, and I I would love to use those snippets and those prediction. You know, even if you want to use uh, your tips for the the next round, uh, and and add those into the uh, the following week's live episode. You know, that would be fantastic. So, I appreciate you tuning in. I cannot thank you enough. This is this has been an absolute joy doing the podcast over the last sixteen months with you. I'm not going away. It just I don't want you to think that that's the case, but uh, I am having a lot of fun with it. All right, so folks, as always, 
having watched a couple of these uh, these goals over the last couple of weeks, Mayor Dribble Kick never hit the post. And until next time, I will catch you later. This has been episode number 88 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. And also, bottom line, if you want to find the catch-all for the entire podcast, go to yankonthefooty.com. Everything you need is there. And I hope that you'll consider sharing this episode or your favorite episode with your friends and family on your social media sites. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye.